When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 681 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. No Ben Askren today, that rapscallion. He claims he had some travel issues getting from Milwaukee to California, and he says he would be too tired, quote, unquote. Way to embrace the grind, Ben. That's so weak. So weak. Um, he's not striving for greatness. He's that's not. not Monday motivation. No, that's not mo- Monday motivation at all. Um, instead, we have David, uh, Dylan Duncan Bray, and James Dean Rader all here. We're Maybe we'll get 20% through the Olympics. I think we got like 10% through it yesterday. So we're just going to we're gonna chip away at it. Okay. How do you, how do you, you eat, can ask. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a 10%, time. 10%. Okay, yeah. That makes more sense. <laughs> skill. <laughs> yes. Um, so it was 10% luck yesterday that we didn't get to talk about uh, Thomas Gilman very much. And I, I think if you haven't listened to the interview, you, you definitely should. And coming out of the Olympic trials, we knew that um, – Gilman, I'm going to take this earpiece out. Um, excuse me. Bad radio for a moment. We knew he, he got hurt in the last one because he came out with the blog that he got hurt during the trials. And I think everyone assumed that that injury happened in the second match. And then we learned that that was not the case and that he got hurt very early in the first match um, when he was down. And he ends up coming back and pinning Vito, and then he wins the second match. And he has a Liz Frank injury, which we talked a little bit about that. But what we didn't talk about was that he had three different surgeons, rec- or three different doctors recommend he get surgery. And it was funny in the mix zone. So you go to the mix zone and right right after they wrestle, but you can't um, you can't videotape it um, in the arena. All you can do is voice record it, but you can't like post the voice recording. All you can do is post the quotes. So a lot of those quotes are just kind of just kind of died there. But he said. He, it was funny. He was like, yeah, they're surgeons. Of course they're going to tell you to get surgery, which was funny. And then um, – Touche. Yeah. Take that, surgeons. Um, we, know, we know your whole – we know your endgame, surgeons. You want to do surgery on us. Well, guess what? Thomas hack. Gilman doesn't have any time for your surgeries because he has some Olympics to wrestle and he has, he's got medals to win. So then, then we get to the – to get a little more, more secretive – uh, side of Gilman because he said I'll let the cat out of the bag and he let a lot of cats out of the bag but one cat is like so one of, I think he said Coach Kale or someone said hey I know this person go check them out maybe they can help you uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was a doctor or whatever and then Gilman starts talking about this guy opened up energy pathways in his foot and he even kind of acknowledges like I know that sounds kind of like out I don't there. know if he said out there <laughs> kooky or something, but he's like, oh, but he used the word voodoo. Voodoo. He, he said that might sound like voodoo, and maybe it is. And maybe it is. <laughs> maybe <laughs> well, it's voodoo. Hey. But it uh, worked. Yeah, who's to say? And so he, uh, 
and then you know this the reporter kind of followed up like, hey, what what was this guy's name? And and Gilman did not want to get into it. Um, he's like, well, this guy may not maybe won't want his his name out there. So regardless, Gilman, but we saw how he looked. Right, this was not someone dealing with a um, a foot injury that was you know at least limiting him. And it's the best we've ever seen Gilman wrestle. No question about it. And I, I think. One, you can't you can't discount the fact that this guy is maybe as tough as anyone, right? This, this is someone who he fought through a, a hamstring injury. I think it was seventeen or eighteen. Eighteen, I think it was after his silver medal, and he wrestled through that uh, when I didn't think he he would be able to. And then he had this foot injury. He wins the trials on it, and then he's able to get something figured out. But we don't really exactly know what. Uh, was figured out or how they did it and kind of ties into another thing with Dake where he says like he'd been dealing with this injury all leading up to uh, the Olympics, right? It wasn't something that happened in a match or right before warm-ups. It's like dealing with it all camp long, all all throughout in the lead-up. And then after his loss uh, to Belarus, or yeah, Belarus, he – the doctor and he named he named this doctor. She, she figured it out and like, boom! It was like unlocked or something. So it's it's sort of uh, it's crazy. We got these two incredible wrestlers who have these like, I don't know. It's sort of it's they seem they sound like sort of uh, unique medical sort of care involved with like un- unlocking part of their success and them being able to wrestle really well. So I just thought that was. That was just kind of a fascinating thing because normally you're here like, yeah, I figured it out or whatever, but this is this is a little different. Well, and Gilman, we actually we have a clip. We have clips of Bolton <clears throat> talking about the injuries. They're kind of interesting. Um, if you want to play the Gilman one, Troy. Knowing some connections through Coach Kale, I visited a guy out in California, and, and he uh, didn't really work on my foot so much per se, but opened up some energy pathways. Um, in my body and, and kind of helped me acknowledge some mental and emotional and spiritual issues that I've been having and uh, kind of helped me heal myself in a way, you know, not necessarily healing my foot, but opening up energy pathways through my body so my foot can't heal properly. And, um, you know, is it healed 100%? I mean, I don't know. I, I, it felt pretty freaking good. You know, I was out there able to get a bronze medal. It's, it's, it's feeling pretty good. But um, I think uh, I just need to take some time now to, to reevaluate kind of where I'm at and how to move forward and and uh, kind of take the lessons that I've learned and, and really apply them. You know, I, I mentioned the mix zone, you know, listen to God and listen to my body. So God struck me down and said, listen to me, uh, son. Um, you know, I gave you this body. I loaned it to you to take care of it. And I, I've done a very bad job of taking care of my body. You know, I eat good. I eat clean. I live a good, clean lifestyle. But as far as training and overtraining and, and taking, you know, right recovery and stuff. I don't know how good of a job I was doing with that. So um, I just need to keep taking care of my body. And, and that's the next step right now is kind of going back, reevaluating, seeing if there is anything I can do. And if there's not, then we move forward full steam and, and, and we just figure out what's next. But if there's something that can be done, then we do that. We got to take care of the body first. Cause it, it's just, uh, it's, it's here on low, right? Eventually it'll come and it'll go back to the maker. So. Um, just take care of it while I got it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a better summary of the, than I gave of, of, <laughs> of the process. So it sounds like now 
evaluate the foot again, see how healthy or not healthy it is. Or I think he said maybe that part or another part, like a, is it calcified or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. A different part. He said something about like basically the reason they were recommending surgery was if they didn't get the surgery at that point, then then whatever whatever happens with the Liz Frank, like there's the stuff's going to calcify. It's going to be basically you know irreversible mm-hmm. after a certain point and that's kind of what they have to figure out now but it, it was so interesting to me to listen to Gilman talk about that and I felt similar to listening to Dake because it's almost like they're speaking a, a language that I don't understand like yeah. the things they're talking about I'm like uh, like I, I kind of I, I kind of know what you're talking about but but not exactly like I understand the idea of like you know, holistic health where your, you know, your mental health and your physical health and emotional, spiritual health are tied together. I understand that to a certain degree, but I don't know what an energy pathway is. Like, I don't know yeah. what that means. So that's, that's why it was, I mean, it's very fascinating because Gilman's clearly talking about something that he seems to know a lot about and has thought a lot about. But, but for me as an observer, I'm like, what is this? Like, I don't get it, you know? Yeah. Well, he goes on to talk about, he said, this was a mental injury as much as it was a physical injury. So going to this guy out in California, this voodoo doctor, this witch doctor person, <laughs> um, it, it's almost like how much of this injury and healing and, and or healing is like placebo effect yeah. type of thing. Um, you know, because he said he said he realized like he said he even mentioned like his back too. He had some problems with his back, and he's like, "Those are gone." Yeah, yeah. Now, now that he's in a better frame of mind. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like there's got to be some element of physical improvement for him to. Um, and he knows that too, because now yeah. he's he's or else he'd be saying, "I'm going to the world championships." Yeah, right. I think the question of a placebo is really interesting and just like you see so often the way that like somebody's mindset or their, their you know, just their mental approach to the sport can completely change their physical performance. And, you know, you'll see um, I, like the Penn State guys talk a lot about gratitude and, you know, having fun and enjoying it. And there's clearly something that they're that they're doing in terms of the, the mental training to the sport, that approach that's that has a very direct impact impact on how they're able to perform on the wrestling mat. Um, so I, there's got to be some part of that and then and then I you know I don't know what else what else there is but clearly it worked I mean like you know he he was as locked in as he's ever been and like he said foot felt pretty dang good like he looked amazing yeah absolutely yeah he looked he looked as good as ever um I, I'm curious if we'll see him I'm I'm also wondering like how long is he gonna stay at 57 is he there lifetime it's kind of I think he's. I think he's considering. You think? Yeah. I. I mean. I just feel like at this point in your at career, point, you're I feel the same way. Locked in. He's never ever, from what we know, had weight troubles. Um, I feel like he's just one of those guys. That's yeah, he's so... never gonna say he had weight troubles. He's always gonna make weight. He's always gonna compete hard, no matter what. You like know, twenty five pounders are always like on, like on top of it as much as anyone. Like yeah. it's like what they think about constantly. And. Uh, Fifty-seven kilos is small for an adult male, like no matter he's, what. He and he's man. He's you see in that. Look how freaking vascular he is. Yeah. Just in that post-match interview. That's that's the the next day. He's still so freaking shredded and cut up. He's a he's a monster. Um, One thing that's interesting to think about because because if he if he does move up, then it it would probably mean sixty-one for a little while, and then if he wants to run through twenty-four, sixty-five. 
or he goes back down. But look at the podium at 65 kilos and look what weight classes those guys wrestled, you know, just a few years ago, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Haji Aliyev was 57 kilo. He's in the finals. Bajrang was a 61 kilo. Rashidov was a 61 kilo. Otaguro was, I, I don't know when, he's been, he was lighter at a certain point. I don't know if his senior level he's ever been lower, but those are all guys that moved up. Like it's, there's a, there's a clear history of you move up and that's not, out of the question that you can continue to have success. And his style does not lead to moving up well. He's a guy, pressure, um, control center, like push, control you, and then single leg and kind of grit your way, strongman your way to a finish a little bit. I think he's improved a little bit on that. We saw that yeah. um, at the Olympics, but still by a large part, that's his style. That's his offense, which... I, it doesn't lean itself well towards moving up, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think sixty-one, he'd do fine. Sixty-five, yeah. I think that's a different, that's a different strata there. Because I mean, it's just those guys are. I mean, look at Oda Gru. I mean, that guy and, and Rashidov. These are like absolute freak athletes and really, really good wrestlers. It'd be it'd be a lot for him. I mean, but Agoyev is a freak of nature. The way that guy can move and some of the stuff he can do, and you know we. You know, we had them all but beat. So, I mean, what would be the difference between you know between someone like Bajrang and someone like Gilman, right? I mean, Bajrang people think about as as a little more limited athletically, but he brings an insane pace. He's crazy you know, pace. Like he 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 comes forward, hand fights you to death, and then you know he he pushes late. I I don't know. I think I think if Gilman committed to that process, I, I wouldn't it, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for him to make a team and get on a podium in my opinion. If we can keep it within nine with Tobia, who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> that, if you didn't true. see, oh, I'm man. sorry, but uh, Valdez Tobia from uh, Cuba, who is a monster, this guy's fantastic, is wrestling Nias Bekov from Kazakhstan, and he's good too. And Tobia is up 9-0, 9-0, and we can flip it over here. We've got the scorecard. Um <laughs> <laughs> then, um, Bekoff proceeds to tech him 21 to 11. Now, that is, uh, it, it was, that alone, you can, you see that sometimes in freestyle, you know, like, uh, the Brooks, uh, Nate Jackson example from years ago. You know, it, it happens. Uh, uh, being up nine and getting teched is, we've seen it happen before. Pico did it to Jason Ness, uh, back in 16. But I've never seen, this wasn't breaking. This was because breaking is like uh, some of that is like uh, psychological. Tobier's body ceased to function. <laughs> this was this was a man whose body didn't work anymore. It was like it was like that Gatorade commercial where the guy's body shut down with fifty meters to go, and he's just like got the wobbles. Like this is basically what was happening to to Tobier, who is who's really really good, and he proceeds to get absolutely smoked in a match where I was like. I'm not a big, like, Nia's Beckoff. I never thought he was, like, very, all that great. And I was kind of like, Andy Hamilton and I, or, or probably just me, to Andy, I'm like, this, this guy, you see, he's not. So Nia's Beckoff, this is what, you know, when you don't have, like, an amazing draw, this is what happens. And then he ends up winning 21 to 11. I'm like, okay, well, guess he's got a motor. Valdez, two-time world medalist at 65 kilos. He's, like, uh, he's not, this isn't some random guy. Yeah. <laughs> no. He's he's super good. He beat Zane at the 19 Worlds, if you remember, in a crazy match uh, where Valdez got up big and then um, 
then Zane couldn't quite run him down. We, yeah, we, I mean, watching that on the watch party was was so funny. I mean, his the look on his face was like sometimes you see guys and they're like upset or they're they're distressed or he was just like like I, the look on his face like this is happening to me. I like I'm powerless I'm against. Not, I remember like we kind of like wrote it off, like started talking about something else yeah, or another, yeah. and then I was like. Guys, look at look at the score. <laughs> this is happening, boys. Wait, what, what what is going on right now? Yeah, it was it was uh, that's quite a second period. By Nia's back off there. Um, <laughs> the surpri- most surprising part is that uh, Toby somehow got two in the second, which uh, I don't I don't necessarily remember. But uh, poor guy, that's a that's a tough way to go. Yeah, um, I don't know it's if it was. He, I've. You know, he's not necessarily a gasser uh, normally. I don't know if this is the cut. He's huge. Like, I know he's made 65 routinely. Super big. Mm-hmm. Super big 65. He has to suck it up big time to, to make it. So, I don't know how we got on that, but that was that was hilarious. There's so many things. That's, that's why we're going to be uh, circling back on, on these games for, for a while because there's so much stuff happened. This was just a small footnote uh, in – the overall insanity. So we've got we've got Dake Dake stuff too to to discuss with his injury and it getting kind of him cracking that. I don't know if you want to uh, cue up the whatever the clip is. JD. Yeah, Troy's got it ready to go. He doesn't really say much. He, he's a little bit more vague than uh, Gilman was. Gilman opened up a lot, but we can uh, see what Kyle had to say. I don't hear it. Yeah, I'm not hearing it. Okay, he pulled it back. Hold on one second. We'll we'll have it for you momentarily. No. All right, we ain't got it. Okay, something's wrong with that. Uh, yeah, that clip. But uh, he, what we could do is play it, and then you could like lip sync right, it and right, sound like yeah. I'm, we'll do that. Don't really do that. <laughs> um, but he's very vague. He just says. Something was off. He says, watch me in my first match, and then watch me in match two. And he goes, that's not the same guy. Yeah. Um, it, that's about all he says. And then he says he figured it, figured it out on day two. Wait, and, he, and he talked about a doctor being involved as well. And he talked about trying to kind of unlock something and said finally between – he said actually on day one after the loss, like they kept trying to work on it, and, and he un- unlocked something. And that's another – you know, back to the Gilman thing about I don't know exactly what that means. I, I similarly I don't know exactly what what Dick meant when he said like unlock something. But well, you mentioned it before before the show. The only thing that kind of sa- makes sense to me is like a meniscus thing, like flipping or whatever, right? Because yeah, yeah. that's something that. Could, but I don't know if that's something a doctor can like manipulate and get it to. Yeah, meniscus where you said chiropractic something like that where they snap something and then boom. Um, but I, I don't I I don't know. Um, and Dake's not one that really gets into that. Well, he he details. He mentions in there. He, he like he wanted to say, but he didn't want to say, like. He's like, yeah. He mentioned. Well, he said a couple reasons. I think one, he don't want to make it sound like he's making excuses by getting into the the exact injury. And I think the other thing uh, I have to imagine the other thing is well. He's going to Worlds in 20 – here in a couple months, right? So he probably thinks, you know, if I have this vulnerability, I have this injury, I don't want people to, to know about it, which makes sense. But um, he said we can we can hear about it in his, in his documentary. But maybe we'll hear about it sooner if it gets fully sorted out. Um, that would be my 
That'd be the hope. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a weird thing to see someone. Um, is that yours? Is that my headset? Yeah, Make we actually noise? the clip now is oh, it works? good to go now. Okay, you lip synced it that quick. Yep, that's good work. All so right. we can play that. <laughs> Let's listen play to that Kyle now. Kyle Douglas take. I just didn't have the right remedy that I needed coming over. Well, once I got here, I had a little something going on. And day two, I figured it out though. <clears throat> we tried every. I mean, we we tried a lot of different things. Doctors here were great, you know, working with me and, and figuring it all out, but um, it just took one day too long. So I know I, I can tell you're not wanting to get into the specifics of what yeah. it was. Could you maybe process elimination? Was this was this weight related at all? No. I was good. I mean, I had biggest term of your life. You're gonna have a good weight cut, you know. So I come out first. I mean, first match. I feel fine like feel fine from the weight cut just I mean you can go back and watch the matches what's you know what's the difference in the matches don't doesn't look like the same guy and it didn't feel like the same guy it's dunk and it, and it stinks because you have one I mean it's one day one freaking day one day and that yeah it was you know we can talk about placebo this and that but how different he looked that second day. Something, something definitely changed. It, it was, it whatever it was got figured out to some degree. Um, it because it was now. I was a. Th- this was something that was impacting him leading up, and it it affected him in his first match too. But I was very much in the camp of that was a fine win and performance from Kyle from a guy that didn't want to. Didn't want to win. Didn't want to try any offense things against Kyle. And he took a 4-0 win and said, "All right, I'll see you." You know, on to the next one. Yeah. But he says it was. It said it was. It was impacting him then. I guess maybe wasn't as apparent. But a lot of a lot of the the Twitter sleuths out there thought there was something up then, and I really didn't. I thought I've watched this guy wrestle uh, a lot and. You know, I, I don't know if I said it on radio, but this, this is a guy where they had a 1-0 or 2-0 win over Mark Martin at NCAAs his senior year when he won the Hodge. Like Mark Martin continues to catch strays, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, this is like one of the greatest of all time. And he had, in his senior year, he, he had a. That's vir- fair, but Mark Martin's probably just sitting at home like. Mark Martin is definitely <laughs> not listening this. to FR. Uh, no, I mean, but it, yeah, like Kyle Dake. One of the ways he dominates is by just not giving up any points. Yeah. He zero opportunity to score. I I was not worried after match one. It was no. like, no, he's fine. He's he is he's controlling this match. JB Why? had like a criteria win over this guy a year ago, or yeah. two years ago. Yeah, and and it's like, what you know, for Dake, it's like why why you know create more risk. I'm sure. I, I don't know the way the way that a lot of us were looking at the bracket was like Dake just needs to get to Chimizo, and then that's going to be the match in the semis, and and then you know he'll be in the finals, but. Like conserve a little bit for that one, no problem. Like you know, not, yeah. it, it didn't worry me at all. Now, he he didn't use uh, this injury as an excuse, per se, because he did talk about how he felt that position. He's in that position, and he goes, "I just couldn't catch my balance, or I couldn't my balance." Yeah, I lost my balance for for some reason. We have a clip of him talking about that too because a lot of people were like this is so weird Caldeck dominates in this position mm-hmm. what went on so we can listen to what he had to say that's one of the most dominant positions ever yeah doesn't matter who i wrestle 
whether it be Yanni, David, Gabe Dean, Kyle Snyder, Jordan Oliver, Jordan Burroughs, Jaden Cox, like, that guy's not strong at all. I know that. And, you know, it's he had, a, he had a good defense. Yanni hits that all the time, so I know the exact feeling. But that exact where he grabs the leg there. Yeah, inside. It's kind of like a reverse – not a reverse massacre. I don't even know what to call it. But he just, like, goes for that inside leg and tries to lift it up. Or outside leg. And uh, <clears throat> so I felt it before. It's not like something new. And, yeah, I just couldn't keep my balance. Yeah. Couldn't stand up there. Yeah, so to to me, I don't know why this is the first time I'm like listening to that and thinking like, okay, he's saying this guy is not that good in that position. I lost my balance and I lost my balance because, because. of something yeah. going on. I I I just took it as weird thing. I lost I just didn't have my balance this one time in this moment, but now it's now as I think about it, it's like, oh no, maybe it's something it, it was related to that thing. Um because it, it was weird to see him not score from that position and get scored on Yeah, uh, from there. I, I can't remember any any time where I've ever watched a tournament play out where I have had such wild swings in terms of what I thought this tournament meant for somebody's legacy and for how we we're going to think about them. Mm-hmm. Going into this tournament and you know getting into day one, it was like, okay, Dake is going to – he's going to win to the semis. He's going to have Chimizo. He's going to beat Shimizu. He's going to beat Sitikov. And it's like, if he does that, he's got three straight titles. Yeah. If he runs through 24, that would be seven in a row. That that passes Burroughs. That passes John Smith. This guy's on the he's, – he's on a path to be the greatest of all time. Plus, he's got four NCAA titles of four different weights. Like, it's going to be unquestionable. Then, he loses in the semi – or in the quarters in a match that's like so bizarre. It's like jaw-dropping. Totally and then I, I'm looking at him I'm like, there is no way – that this dude gets past Chimizo. Dake's done. Like, his tournament's done. I could not, I could not, you know, wrap my head around this guy beating both Dake and Chimizo, which he did, and then Dake gets pulled back in, and so, but it's like, well, if, if, if he would have been eliminated and he doesn't even medal at the Olympics, then it's like, man, then how do we think about his legacy? All of a sudden, you th- think about all these other guys that maybe pass him in terms of the list of who are the top wrestlers of all time, and now he's got a bronze, and he's kind of... Not quite on the same path that he was, but but his legacy is still very much intact. Still, you know, a guy that we're going to evaluate depending on ha- what happens in the next quad as still maybe one of the and best. And to clarify, players. when we say legacy, we're not um, we're, we're talking about him in the pantheon of the greatest of the greats. Yes, he's right? already it's, 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 he's already up there. It's so it's um, you know uh, when you're when you're trying to maybe not that's not his goal, but when you're elevating that conversation to be in one of the best ever something like not placing at the olympics which is uh, it's an incredible accomplishment to make it but for someone like dake it's it's a conversation changer but one thing i you know and i'll be glad when ben's back just to talk about him with this because there was a lot of uh discussion about where dake fits in the discussion because he was behind burroughs and because burroughs did all these things and then i was getting on banks i was like well, wait, Dake doesn't get all the things that Burroughs did because he was behind him. Like, it doesn't work like that. And seeing him go to the Olympics for the first time at an Olympic weight and come back with with bronze, it's like, okay, see, it's, it's really, really, really hard to do. And even Burroughs, you know, he had a DNP in there. So it's, um, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm 
excited to revisit that conversation just because it's really hard to do and you don't just get the benefit of the doubt because you could do something, right? You brought up the Olympic weight and that was that was Chimizo's entire point when when you know when they were, we were setting up the match with Dick and Chimizo. He's like Chimizo like, dude, yeah, you have two titles, but they're at non-Olympic weights. And yeah. and I think in the US we don't necessarily put as much emphasis on that, but globally these guys do. And Chimizo's yeah, Cuba, whole, and remember, Chimizo's Cuban. They don't even send to non-Olympic weights, really. They yeah. don't even they don't even participate. Yeah. So so when Chimizo was making that, you know, who you know that, that famous like who you are, like he was asking him over and over. Um, that was the question. It's like you don't have any Olympic Olympic weight credentials. Yeah. Then even after Dake beat Chimizo, I went back and I was watching the, the interview with Chimizo from after that match, and he's like. 74 kilos is my weight. Let's do this again at 74. Let's see what happens then at an Olympic weight. That's my weight. And uh, and now we know. And that's kind of why that, that bronze medal was so big was because it, you know, it was a match against a two-time world champ at the right, you know, at yeah. the Olympic weight, the one that the world considers to be the, the, the standard. And, uh, and he got it done. And he looked amazing against Chimizo. Yeah, he, he looked like an Olympic champion that day. And I thought... So I, I kind of had a similar thing with you. After he lost um, to Kadi Magomedov, I was like, all right, bronze is going to be really tough because it goes through Chimizo. But then the way he looked against Garzon, I was like, he's going he's gonna to win. He's going to beat Chimizo. I just thought he looked, he looked so different. It was – I don't know if I've ever seen a night and day type of performance from someone. But then again, how many different – it's like we say night and day with with Dake and his lo- his loss to the Belarusian, but we're talking about four exchanges. It's not like it's not it's like um, in a basketball game you got an hour of shooting and missing and, be- and being terrible. It's like no, you had one exchange here that got got you put down six zero. Mm-hmm. Then you had two other exchanges, I think, and that that was the match. So it's it's um, you can kind of wonder like, well, how off was he, or how much was it just like this one thing. I don't know. We, we can microanalyze that stuff forever. I mean, first of all, slow your roll, and he looked like an Olympic champion because Sitikov's at that weight. He still looked like a. To me, that looked like an Olympic champion. Now he, he could be an Olympic silver medalist. He could be, I'm not. I'm not rushing to the front of the line. I'm just saying when you watch, when you watch the elite of the elite, you're like that guy could win. That's a that's an Olympic champion potential. And to your point of he. Lost you in only Russia. several... He loves Russia. Well, you love it. Not that I'm throwing out accusations, but most likely to test positive in the next three years is probably Kadi Megamato. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, get, go off about this, Bray, because you, you, you made this point first to me. Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Like, you see a guy... Kozak's previews, by the way, are just incredible, but he's got... He broke down in the weight class everybody's record against everybody else in the field. Kadi Megamato's record against the field was, like, something like 8-6, and six, or, you know fine but not great and all of a sudden he comes out beats Kyle Dake that way and and he talked about, and Dake even said in that position I felt that defense those you know nobody's you know he, this guy's not stronger that, that than was these my other guys initial thing was like oh maybe he's just never felt that specific defense yeah or something like that but, but so so he you know has. so he, he takes out Dake and then it was like that, that I was so worried because there's no way this guy can beat Chimizo because there's nothing that would suggest he ever had it's just like maybe Dake had an off match but then he goes and beats Chimizo looks really good doing it yeah puts a ton of points on the board like people do not score that often against Frank Chimizo it's really unlikely and so for him to get those two wins 
that is a massive departure from any performance we've ever seen from that guy. And that's that to me suggests like something was different. And you know maybe his energy He's, pathways were popping, but maybe yeah. it was uh, maybe it was other something else popping. We'll see. Yeah. I, no, it's it's certainly when, when you see that kind of a, um, a departure from their normal performance, the questions get asked. And when you're from that part of the world, you know that even more, right? That's just part of the culture. And he's from Dagestan, and you know what? We kind of know what goes on there to a degree. Not all of them. Maybe we don't know the exact degree, but and we can certainly he, speculate. He had, had flashes of greatness. Beat Sitikov in 2017. He was Russia's rep um, in 2017 at 70. That was at 70 kilos. But he hadn't gotten it done on the big stage. Um, he even took bronze at the like fake 2020 Worlds, where only World half Cup. the countries, yeah. yeah, only half the countries went. And that was even up at 79. And he had lost at Euros. Um, to some not so good guys, I think Kozak had him circled as like a dark horse, but no one you thought would beat Kyle Dake and a guy like Chimizo. The Chimizo match was amazing. Uh, well, because every American was watching it because the the fate of Kyle Dake, right? Held. And it was tough for me because I actually really like Frank, and if it can't be Dake, I wanted it to be him. But I also did not want him to win because I really I pre- would obviously prefer Dake to medal. So. After Zuccotti made a, you know, we'll call him the Belarusian, uh, so I don't have a, a little seizure every time I try to say it. He he got out early, but then it, it felt like Chimizo could almost get one anytime he he wanted to go. Basically, every time he shot, he scored. So it was one of those matches where I'm like, man, if they wrestled again, I don't know if I don't know if Chimizo loses. I think he probably gets it done, but thankfully he won, and Dake was able to get uh, get that moment and. Then we should. That's really kind of seamlessly transitions to the to final match where Sitikov looked so freaking good, and he looked good the whole tournament. But you're like, well, that side. I mean, that side compared to the Dake Chimizo and evidently the Belarusian side, just <laughs> just quite quite a quite a different level of competition. But then he pieced him up. I think he blanked him, and he looked he looked. The Belarusian got in deep on a shot, and how he locked around the crotch and sat around the corner. There's just an, a level of power there and strength, and he is going to be a handful for Kyle. If, I, I hope the match happens. Um, I, yeah. I hope Kyle gets the opportunity to wrestle the Belarusian again too, but I, I got to see that match. I know JD's the he's the Russian lover he of loves all it. Russian lovers, but he loves him. I will say watching watching Sitikov just like kind of the the relief after he won and the way he the way he won and just watching him celebrate it was like kind of you know you forget like this dude he had a wild quad like the, the, you know his like wedding was like ended in an insane disaster it's personally he's gone through I'm not sure and- I don't know a lot about weddings and I have seen Game of Thrones but apart from that wedding I've never I've never <laughs> heard about a wedding going as badly no. as this yeah. wedding went yeah and and so I I mean just like so Look much into it yeah so so, so much insanity like in that guy's like sure. personal life and so it was it was a little bit like okay well you know what I can at least feel for for Sitikov here good for him getting it done now let's go beat him after that this but. is probably why JD's not married yet you know he's like <laughs> I'm not going to like Sitikov <laughs> this uh do we want to get into the JB Sitikov debate that we got into on the the watch party I mean well, listen. I, we can get into it. It's going to get heated, and I'm fine with that. Well, let's let's uh, before we do that, maybe on the Burroughs note, 
he put out an Instagram post that the road to Paris 2024 starts now. So he had kind of said he's not going away. We knew he wasn't going to be done. We knew he was going to continue mm-hmm. competing, but I was like, is he going to commit to the quad or not? And he looks committed um, <laughs> in this image. I don't know if we have the Instagram pulled up, but uh, he looks strong to quite strong. And if I may, um, I think Jordan Burroughs should wrestle at 79. And I think when the Olympic year comes, he should not go back down. He should go up. And I think there's there's a lot of reasons for that. One, he hasn't won the Worlds since they changed the weigh-in procedures, right? Different, different. Basically, he, without changing weight classes, he changed weight classes. Mm-hmm. Because the difference between night before and two-hour weigh-in is substantial. Look at this man. Does that look like a 163-and-a-half-pound person to you? Not to me. Uh, so... I think he should go up, and you know what? We've got the reigning Olympic champion there, and is it going to be tough? Yeah, obviously. Either way is going to be really tough. But, man, you can go – at least you can represent yourself. He wrestled David Taylor and Kyle Dake in the past 12 months, and it was much closer with David Taylor than it was with Kyle Dake. And that was Jordan Burroughs at – Training to go 74 yes. kilos, not him bulking up, preparing to go 86 kilos. He did not build his body up. He was big. I mean, he was big, but he didn't weigh as much as David. Nope. It was here's a 4-4 match. Here's the other thing, too. You get on the team, if you do, your path at 86 is is significantly easier than at 74. Oh, my gosh, it, yes. Like, that weight class, 86, it's, it's, it's okay, but, like, 74 is just a complete minefield. And you get the opportunity to be a multiple-time World or Olympic champion. You did different weights. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I said multiple time. I meant multiple weight. Yeah. So I, I think it's. I mean, listen. Twenty twenty four. He's. It's. He's not going to be the favorite in all likelihood to make a team at, at either weight. Either way, yeah. But the the path seems. But and like I guess the, the main thing is, at least you're going to go out. If you, if you go out and you don't make the team, you're going out on. Your offense, wrestling your kind of match, and and let the chips fall where they may. Not some sucked down and shrunken version of your yourself, which was I mean everyone can watch, and that doesn't look like the same the same guy. Even from when he wrestled David a couple months before, compared to how he looked against Dake. On the one hand, Dake had an amazing game plan and executed, and was was just the better man, but. To see Jordan, you know, just not look like himself, I, I think go up. I think 79 is going to be uh, great for him. I think it had long been said among the USA wrestling circles, like, we probably would be better off if these guys were flipped anyways because Burroughs is a little bigger and Day could come down. He's maybe more of a natural 74. So now it's kind of worked out that way, and I think it, I think it's great, and I'm – I'm excited to see. I mean, Burroughs, Burroughs for, for everything he's going through, is one of the biggest stars in, in wrestling history. And to have him around another quad is going to be great. If he makes a team, that's amazing. And if he doesn't, we'll, we'll be just excited that he's going to be along for the ride and get to see what he's got. Burroughs said some really interesting things um, when, we, when we sat down with him. For the IMAR match, it never happened, so a lot of that footage never saw the light of day. But don't like, get me started. One of the things that why Bur- bring that up? Because one of the we're things having a good that, show. One of the things <laughs> that Burroughs said that I think is is worth bringing up is he said you know he he um 
at the at the training camp in Georgia when he talked with Bader, he said something about uh, like you know, well, people in the wrestling they, they think of the greatest of all time. They think about John Smith. He he never missed, right? He won every time, but. Burroughs made comparisons to people in other sports, right? Michael Jordan, uh, you know, LeBron, Tom Brady, guys that have six or seven titles in other sports, but six or seven titles out of how many attempts? Like way more than six or yeah. seven, right? So, uh, he, and, and he kind of made that comparison. I asked him about that and he's like, he's like, man, look, like wrestling is getting to a point where it is big enough, it is a big enough sport to have stars that are big stars that are not just the guy on the team and it wasn't always that way right it it used to be for a long time you're not on the team you're obsolete like get out of here like Mm -hmm. what are you doing and and i think it's a really good thing about that you know shows the health of our sport that we've got a guy like jordan burroughs who is who is pushing for another quad without any guarantees he's got he's not gonna be the favorite but he's still right up there and he could do it and he is 100 percent one of the biggest stars in the sport that is a sign of the health of wrestling and i don't think Without what Jordan Burroughs has done for wrestling, that that people can do that as feasibly. Yeah, right? I agree. Um, all right, what's what's your debate? What's what's the argument, dude? Yeah, okay, I'll go fight. It up. Is it a good thing I'm between? Well, it's y'all? good thing Spay's not here. He was getting real fired up. What? You get KGB what, JD. Yes. What year do you think Jordan Burroughs is past his peak? Let's start off with that. I mean, uh, yeah. Okay, so what year was peak Burroughs? Uh, I'll give it a range. I, I think I think 11 through 15 is as good as we've uh, seen anyone wrestle ever. Okay. I, I think I think the Jordan Burroughs goat argument is it, uh, it's not about it's not you can't just boil it down to number of titles in the order, but it's like when he was at his best. Have we ever seen anyone wrestle at this high of a level? And I, I'm not sure that I have. Um, Sag live in a different way, but what he was doing winning his first 69 matches and how good, uh, he looked and the variety and the heart and the, the, the everything. Um, I, I think that was probably his peak. And I think how incredible that peak was, is what gets him in the, that kind of goat argument. Okay. Well, our, our debate was <coughs> you get peak Sitikov or peak Burroughs. Um, JD's taking Sitikov. I'm I, taking Sitikov. Preposterous. Get, get out of here. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's a ridiculous thing to say. I mean, I, I uh, yeah, I could, I just couldn't disagree. You more. think he was that far past his prime in 2018 and 2019? Uh, he, I mean, look, he, he never won a world title with the new weigh-in chase. Give him, give him full, uh, full feed at 74 day before weigh-in. No chance. He had him beat. We're talking about. Listen, okay, you're acknowledging. That Burroughs in 1819 was not at his peak, and yet this guy needed last-second heroics to for a criteria victory. Yeah, that's what Bur- that, you're also citing. That's what Burroughs did. Part of what made him so great. He he wasn't winning like that. He wasn't winning matches. Um, he won matches late all the time. That was part of what made Jordan Burroughs great. Not in 11 through 13, he wasn't. Part of I a, mean, part he, of it, it was well. That's because rules rules were different than he won periods. One of the arguments that, that Spay was bringing up, which I think is a really good point, is I think I would take Peak Sargush over Peak Sitikov. That's, that's what's going to be my next point. Sargush is better than Sitikov, in my opinion. And Burroughs, Burroughs took him out. And so, like, okay, okay that's, that's Sargush passed his prime. I don't know. He, had, <laughs> he, just, right. he just won he two won titles. Worlds. He was coming off two straight titles. He was like, he was the he same age. He won Worlds in 14. Jordan Burroughs was coming off a world title when he lost to Sitikov. 
They changed the way. They changed the weigh-in rules. So okay, so seventeen. So okay, two hour weigh. Two hour weigh-in. Pete Burroughs versus Pete Sitikov. Two hour weigh-in is the problem. So then you take Sitikov. Yes. He's smaller. Yeah. Okay. Today's weigh-in rules. Pete Burroughs versus Pete Sitikov. Who do you take? Okay. If you change all the rules. Uh, it's not changing the rules. Look at the rules now. Well, I don't think he's gonna go seventy-four yet. No. Uh, yeah, Burrow's Burrow's height was better than than Sitikov's. This is this is audacious. I agree. I I, I agree too. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. This guy lost. Are you serious? This guy lost. He the just Nationals. beat someone who 10-0 Dake easily and beat Shimizu. Or what if Dake comes in and beats? I mean, if you if you what if Dake comes if, and beats someone? Well, he didn't. He lost him to if zero. You really? If you really watch that match, the the Dake. Uh, I watched him get forward, and you think this this that, and not score a point, and you think that is an accurate representation of those two skill, and you think you leave that match thinking that's about right. Kyle Megamanoff is probably eleven points better than Kyle Dake. If you believe that, then we should just stop talking about it because there's no way you believe that. Yeah, I think Dake could be better. I don't think Dake loses ten wow. zero. Goosebumps. 10 times out of Dake 10 can, to that. Kyle, you can do better than eleven zero against Kyle Megamanoff. There's a, a yeah, quite, but he quite didn't. a concession. No, he didn't that time. But regardless, we're talking about Jordan Burroughs versus Sidikoff. And this guy barely beat him twice. Conven- and never and- lost to him. Right. Okay. But that was not the best version of Burroughs, period. And it's clearly the best version of Sidikoff. Sidikoff lost, like, within the last year. He, could, he, could, someone that- he couldn't make the Serbian team. Ah, yeah. A little joke. He lo- Burroughs lost to Diaperhead. <laughs> He, who he also beat, who also... In a, in a match that was wrestled eight seconds at a time, I mean, it was like... it was. That's, like, the wor- that's the worst wrestling match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was wrestled eight seconds at a time. Well, like, yeah, Donnie Gaudet, it might be worse. That was, was kind of great. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can't believe you actually think, you legitimately think that Sid- peak Sidikov... Look, Jordan Burroughs' career, better, no doubt. He has more titles. Um, he won across... Uh, weigh-in changes across rule changes where he won period style versus the cumulative periods. But I don't... Sidikov's just that guy, I think. Man, I don't. I mean, I think... Listen, you're making it may sound like I don't think the guy's uh, amazing and one of the, you know, four or five best in the... or two or three best pound-for-pound wrestlers in the world right now. But I just think it's a complete... Uh, discounting and disrespect of what Burroughs was doing. Fine, take it to that. I think it's disrespectful to, to say that Burroughs dropped off that much from twenty. He he didn't have to drop off that much. If he drops off two percent, then like if he if he is two percent better, but to 1% say that this better, isn't even an argument. The way, well, I, I think it's an argument. It's an argument for sure. It's 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 worth considering. It's a it's a worthy question to ask. But like the things Burroughs was doing in eleven, twelve, thirteen. I mean, like. Like they were more impressive than the things that Sidikov's doing. The things that Sidikov's done have been have been clutch. They've been you know amazing to watch. Jordan Burroughs two times in a row. Yes, but but the but the way like just the wrestling that you're watching like visually, it's it's clearly what Burroughs was doing was better. (laughs) Yeah, he would he would piece him up. 2011, he would piece Sidikov up. Absolutely, he pieced up. Yes, I think he would. I, I think that's crazy. That's more crazy. That like that's crazy to say. Well, listen. I then um then lock me up. Uh, I, <laughs> lock me up for insanity. <laughs> lock me up. Listen, I'm not competent to stand trial if, uh, because I think Burroughs would would peak Burroughs beat Sitikoff with uh you know 
I'm not saying it'd be easy, but I think he wins. I think he's not getting the scores like he would. I don't know. I just think he's substantially better uh, at his best. And even with a significant departure from his best, um, he still was within criteria of him in one point. Miracles. This guy's so great. That that's with, to me with five seconds. That's left. to me what make like makes me pick Sitikov is that he's just that. Then that just shows you know what I'm saying. For those two clutch moments, the whole reason those moments are insane is because Jordan Burroughs is the most clutch wrestler we've ever seen, and he's done things like that forever. And he did that to Sitikov, and then Sitikov somehow did it to him that same match yeah. where we were like, oh, Burroughs. Freaking Burroughs again, scored late when he had to, and then Sitikov went, you know what, eh, I'm going to score here in these last couple seconds, actually, and ruin y'all's parade. Man. He did ruin I, it. I better but, not. He, he, yeah, he ruined He ruined it, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is crazy. I really can't believe you really think that. Um, Lock me up. You, yep, you're incarcerated, <laughs> sir. Everybody's under arrest. Everyone's under arrest. Well, I citizens arrest you. Brave <laughs> citizens are, <laughs> arrest yeah. me. You citizens arrest Bray. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm the only one that's that's not jailed right now, which is yeah. great. I, which is great. Hey, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy my freedom while you guys are locked up. All right, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure I know where uh, where JD falls on this debate, um, and I almost don't even don't even want to bring it up. Well, let's talk international pound for pound. Um, I'm sure he has Sitikov number one ahead of Sajalayev, but uh, you know we'll, we'll kick it off. Who Tigerstan over Osetia? Come on. Uh, who is the best? Uh, <laughs> who are the five best, six best pound for pound? And really, I think it, it has to start with the Olympic champions. I think they've got to be involved. Now, there's some scenario. Maybe you take two of the finalists ahead of some of the, some well, of the we, champs. We need to set some parameters. Pound for pound, are we talking about resume, or are we talking... Resume is not even debatable. You can't debate the just lining up who has the most titles. It's, it's, it's who is... It's a combination of their dominance with who they've beaten, with, uh, you know, the number of titles. You can't... Because, all right, we could just... We can all add and just say yeah. Sajalayev, yeah. Sitikov, then Aguyev, then... I'm not talking about just numbering titles. I'm talking about the fact that Gable has losses in 2019, but like we can all say how much he's improved. Exactly. But if you look at like resume, his resume might not look quite as good as you know someone exactly. else. That's where we need to... That's why it's like a cosmic gumbo. You know, you got. I don't even know what that is, but listen. <laughs> Have you not seen that episode? I think is you it, should leave. I haven't seen all of them from season. Uh, I know. I'm gonna slap you. Um, <laughs> no, I won't, because you could beat Stop the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's get it started. Well, Sajalayev is undisputed. Listen, where is he in the goat debate now? Six out of seven. is still number one. Um, I I don't know who who's number two. Uh, freestyle, just men's freestyle. I mean, how high up is like Bella Glazov? He's two or three. How high is John Smith? How high do you value like a run without six in a, a gold CS versus maybe more, but not in a row? I yeah, those guys are all up there. Um, I I don't know. I right now I think maybe Valentin Jordanov's. Uh, he's yeah, super good too. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think he's. He's in that conversation, Sitikov. He's around the around Sajulayev. those guys. Or sorry, yeah, Sajulayev. 
Yeah, not Sitikov. You love it. My gosh, JD's infected your brain. (laughs) Yeah. This is not good. This is why we got to lock him up. Yeah, we have to. It gives me no pleasure. Um, yeah, I mean, if he if he goes, well, I'll just say this: if he goes through twenty four, that's is it's undisputed. Crown him. Unco- crown him. One loss. I mean, this guy's one that loss. That he avenged, huh? That he avenged that he twice. Twice, twice now. Um, you know, it's possibly it's, more times if he goes through. It's going to be those two for the foreseeable future. Because who's coming up at ninety seven? Like Jaden Cox, sure, right? I was thinking internationally, domestically. That is, yeah. That's that's like what that's I said. Just next next year is the only guaranteed. That's a good point. Um, but I think I think it is guaranteed that it's going to be America versus Russia at ninety seven for the foreseeable future. I don't see Sharifov has to age. I looked into it. He's still a human. Yeah. He will get he will get older. Odakadze is still out there. Keep getting them checks, young blood. But <laughs> I know that your day's coming. How about Salas? I was very happy to see Salas get a medal. Yeah. I, I didn't obviously I wanted Jaden to beat him in sixteen, but I was kinda like, Oh, it'd be cool if he got a medal because I just always thought he was really fun. He could he did some crazy stuff. And so it was cool to see him get a medal. But he he will age and um I that bracket I couldn't believe I couldn't believe Sharifov beat forever fifth Odakazi. I thought it was in the cards. <laughs> that guy that guy always loves to lose in the bronze match. He loves it. It's one of his favorite favorite moves. Um It's not a good one in my opinion. It's not a good move. <laughs> not it's a not a good move. But it'd be better than any of my moves, so what am I to say anything about it? Uh but yeah, it's gonna be America versus Russia at that way for the foreseeable future. Uh so, okay, Sagal Live's obviously number one. So my, my case for David Taylor number two is as follows. He has not lost. If you say the words Drew Foster to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't talk to me ever again. Just don't. He didn't lose to Drew Foster. The injury to fall doesn't count. It just doesn't. It's, it's unfortunate. If it was the finals of a tournament, yeah, Drew Foster would be the winner. But that's not what it was. It was an exhibition match, no score, whatever. Listen, nothing against Drew Foster. He's a beast, but give me a freaking break if you think that guy has a legitimate win over David Taylor. Um, so the guy hasn't lost since 2017 trials to Jaden, okay? Has not lost. That's that's an incredible run. Now, he has an injury year in there uh, because of the Drew Foster uh, match, but hasn't lost in that much time. He's got uh, an Olympic and a world title. And he's got really, really elite wins. He beat an Olympic champion, Yazdani, now three times. He's got a win over um, Jordan Burroughs, which, oh my. Pardon me. Is that how you sneeze? No, I tried to muffle it so it didn't, didn't go into the old uh, microphone. I just let it rip. <laughs> I don't want to let it rip. It's okay. A little shrapnel never hurt anybody. Okay, so. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> a sneeze shrapnel. <laughs> like anyone ever got sick from germs. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Um, so I, I think I think that lo- the longevity and I think the dominance that's a factor too. It's like all right, I will grant it. Eighty six is not as good a weight as seventy four kilograms. Because let's be honest, we're talking about we're talking about Sidikov versus Taylor versus probably maybe Ugoyev. Yeah, those are the, that's the debate for this the next three pound for pound. So Ugoyev's like a tier down. I think it's those three probably. I do too. I do yep, too. I agree. Uh, so. I think you have to because his weight's not as good as Sitikov's. You've got to be dominant. Okay, well he just torched his way to the finals, and he beat a really really good guy in in the finals, Yazdani, who is an Olympic champion, who basically 
Has Yazdani lost to anyone other than David since? Not since like 2017 or something. He lost like that. to. Um, I don't even know. Did he even lose in 2017? Um, he he, he lost to Sabalov. That was his last one, but he avenged it later that year. But that was a 74. Four, right. He has, so he's he's never, only lost to David at 86. Right. So wow. this is a really good guy that, that destroys a lot of people, and David's beaten him three different times. So I think the dominance combined with it's it's he doesn't have it maybe as many good because Sidikov Far has, less landmines. Hmm? Far less landmines. Far fewer landmines. I would agree with that. But you know what? Sidikov, one of his big things is that he beat David Taylor or beat uh, beat Jordan Burroughs. But Twice. that's a shared win. That's a shared win now. They both have beaten him. And um, Are you putting no asterisk on the Jordan Burroughs win for David Taylor and the fact that when they were at the same weight class, Jordan Burroughs won a handful of times over him? Over David? Yes. Um, but when, I mean, when, listen, when look, they went out of catch, record, I, I, know, yeah, I know. Record versus Burroughs. I know. This, you but know. but I, would say, I would say, like, listen, the, um, we're talking about two different wrestlers when you're talking about 74-kilogram Kyle da- or David Taylor and 86-kilogram. Okay, then you have David. to say That's you're true. talking about two different wrestlers, uh, Jordan Burroughs, then versus now. I don't, I don't say that because I think at 86... Well, you, you just were, made that argument with me again. No, when you, wrestled, when you wrestled David at, at 86, that was like that was a really, really good Burroughs. I was like... Oh, so you think that was a really good Burroughs? When he when he doesn't have when to he cut, doesn't have to make seventy four. We don't have to make seventy four two hours. Yes, that changes things. If you have to w- w- wrestle at a lighter weight, that okay. makes you that that can hurt certain wrestlers. If you're bigger, he's too big for seventy four now. In my opinion, he can beat basically everyone in seventy four except for a handful of guys. So I I am actually going to lean Sitikov on this one because he's got he's got the extra title. Obviously David didn't have the opportunity because of the injury. Are you guys but, Americans? <laughs> listen, listen. You you heard me you heard me take Burroughs in the in the Burroughs Sitikov thing. But but hey, when you, you know talk should about, be getting after his Spay because pre Olympics. Oh, I already Spey know took him. Sitikov. I took I David. Already but listen, know. listen, listen. I, you, I've been dealing with Spay for a while now. I know he's <laughs> KGB. For but like the 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 point that you brought up about like greater you know more landmines for Sitikov. i mean he, that that is huge like that's you know when you think about pound for pound i mean one of the big criteria is like who did he beat how many guys and david just hasn't had as many of those elite 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 guys in his path no fault of his own but Sitikov has he's got it done three titles the wins over burrows wins over chimizo like i i just I he think, lost in the last year that to me is a is a big ding he did he did lose in the last year and uh, I, also, I, also no excuses for heartbreak either also same thing with Dave Taylor sitting out for you. I know he like he shouldn't be punished no. for sitting out a no, year, but you should note that because you you literally can't lose if you don't wrestle. Yes, I, he I, didn't I, wrestle at a World Championships. Right. So, I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I I, I, if, I don't know. If Dave the doesn't wrestle at this Olympics, we're it's a huge what if for us. What do you mean? Like if if he didn't wrestle at this Olympics for some reason, pretty oh. much almost all Americans were picking him to win. Mm-hmm. Like we were all picking uh, David Taylor to win. And David Taylor had to go and get a last second score against Yazdani. Uh, David Taylor wins eight matches out of ten with the Yazdani, I think, or four out of five. Seems like a ten out of ten to me. <laughs> but um, uh, who's to say like David won't get that takedown like one of these times? Like yeah, I'm just saying, for sure, for sure. wrestle that match again. Maybe he doesn't get a takedown. I, I'm will always pick David Taylor moving forward, but. Like, if you don't wrestle in a world championships, 
we're basically just writing in that, yeah. he, that he went undefeated that world championships. Also, like, you know, it, it is, I mean, 100% Sitikov had a loss, but it's a loss to a world champ. It's, I mean, and it's it's a loss in, a, in an event that has way less significance than the Worlds or Olympics. And that's not, that doesn't discount the fact that it happened, but just looking also at someone what, he's beat. Also someone he's beat. Looking at what Sitikov has done um, in the it last makes it worse. in the last three years is it, you know well I don't know if it makes it worse. It's I, he's it, he's also proved that he's better than that guy. It's not like there's this this boogeyman out there that always has his number. So that's why for me I, you know it's 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 Sitikov ahead of this ahead also of this shouldn't go into the well, like ranking or they, pound they for pound discussion. That would be awesome. Catch weight <laughs> seventy nine. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, Poor David. I know. Um, Sitikov only 25, so... I, yeah, so so sad Jelayev. Okay. But I'm just saying, I think we are just now seeing peak Sitikov, or we could see peak Sitikov for this next squad. Yeah. But for pound for pound, you can't... No, no, you no. You can't guess what he might become. Like, yeah, you gotta, I, know. I, I was just kind of sprinkling in that yeah. antidote. Thanks for the sprinkles. I like yeah. it. KGB sprinkles over here. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, certainly, th- that's the debate, right? Those two. Um, I threw a Goyev in there just because he's won three in a row. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I think and, we do agree that those are two or three, and then Goyev would probably be next in line. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Goyev, like, he has been he's been ultra-dominant and impressive, but he doesn't have he doesn't have a, you know, a Yazdani to, to beat. He doesn't have a Burroughs to beat. He doesn't have... A Chimizo even really to beat. Um, we should say I think part of that is because he's won these past uh, three, but also partially because of the nature of fifty-seven kilos. We don't see guys hang out there for a very a long more time. More transient. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, guys often move up to sixty-one or can't hold the weight, and we see weights weight become like a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Um, where especially with these changed weigh-in rules, a lot of guys had to move up. Yeah. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, um, because the weigh-ins change things. I mean, the, the the weight class, fifty-seven kilos in in twenty sixteen compared to twenty twenty one at the Olympics is like night and day. And I think that's the thing. No like, one's left. Yugov didn't have like those kinds. Of, I mean, listen, like Kinchukishvili uh, was in there, Sanayev was in there, Haji Aliyev was in there. Uh, who else? Uh, Dubov, Dan Dennis. Uh, yeah, Higuchi was in there. Who else? Lebedev was in there. Oh, Rahimi was the in shameful. there. Like <laughs> the poisoned. Yeah, Yalis Boni Rodriguez was in there. He didn't even want to be there. <laughs> he didn't want to be there. He's like, please don't make me. Go. Yang from I know from, I'm bad. Yang from North Korea. Was that like, dude was really was good. legit. Like that, you know, Erdenbot. Like this, this was a, this was an insane weight. Way tougher. And that was a weight that would be you know comparable to to a 74 kilos or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yugov hasn't really had to deal with. With many of those guys, if any, like throughout, no. throughout the, the field's just smaller run. with day of weigh-ins at fifty-seven. Yeah. We don't need fifty-seven anymore. Like let's let's give them a couple kilos. And yeah, bump sixty-one. It up. Yeah, sixty-one. That's a, the the junky thing is like sixty sixty-one was such an amazing weight. Yeah, remember his Garoff and Kadukov and do, all those legends. Do it like Greco. Give him sixty as the Olympic and fifty-five as a non-Olympic. If you get you know if you want opportunities non-Olympic, go fifty-five. Fine. But for the Olympic weight, 60, I think, would, would make a lot more sense. Especially like two-hour weight. You think they'll ever expand Olympic weight classes back to more than six? I don't know. We, we asked. He was asked. Lalovich was asked. and uh, It doesn't seem like it's he, on the agenda. He obviously wants it, but he, I think the writing on, on the wall, that probably not. Not not anytime soon, at least. That's a shame. 
Which is why I think you see the the ten weights and the um, you know a, a ten weight worlds every single year. It's like okay, listen, this we need to contest these every single They're year. They're definitely tweeners. Make it more uh, further legitimize the non Olympic weights. I think that's a great thing. Um, so, what else? Um, okay, then we go. See, I would put Steve Gable ahead of Otaguru because uh, now. It's tough because Otaguru just won the weight that we're saying was like the best weight. And in the process avenged his two losses from last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think with Gable, it's just like how he did it um, getting there. Like 8-0-ing Taha is just an insane thing to do. And we haven't seen anyone outside of Taha score those kind of points against Gino. Um, I like I don't like calling him Geno. Maybe that's what, how you say it. I like Gino. You know, I just like to I just like to think it's a guy that had a, has a, a you know pizza shop in, in Manhattan or something. I don't know. Uh, he certainly doesn't, but that's how I say his name. So d- accept it. Uh, but yeah, I, I go Gable ahead of um, Odegaard because I if it's close, I lean towards the American, and I have to provide some balance on this <laughs> basically Russian propaganda show that I now. It should own. also be said he won in 2018 two, two titles, titles at. What is regarded as the toughest weight class? It's yeah, it's tough because because at heavyweight, like Gable had to go through two absolute legends to legends. do it. And, I mean, they are the thing is like Haji's a legend. Haji yes, Aliyev is. is a legend. He is achieving legend status at sixty five is a lot harder to do than at heavyweight. Musakayev like, is a legend. No, he's not. For his own- <laughs> Let me rant about Musakayev real quick. This dude is no longer even must-watch TV because he just does this weird thing now where he's like, wait, I get tired one minute after activity, so now I'm going to do this thing where I'm not going to do anything early Boring. and try to score late. But, oh, I forgot the fact that no matter what I'm doing, if I do it for longer than three minutes, I'm tired. So now he's just a boring wrestler. Yeah, he was he boring. Do, he didn't do anything he was not, anymore. He was not on his best display no, this did, No, he's, he's a, he let us down. He, cha- he changed how he wrestles, and now, he, now he's boring he's not even who he was i think we can say we all were very excited to watch musakayev he was he was must watch tv and he let us down we we wanted to see the guy hang nine on the board and then lose you know 15 to Toby is my new musakayev yeah he, you don't get the antics with that's him, true. though. That's there true. were still some antics. He's, we got yeah. a double carcass cam he, he does nothing he, he does no but now instead of him Doing crazy stuff that I've never seen on the wrestling match. He, he does. He does. Hold on. Three sixties. He does nothing, and then acts hurt. Yeah. That's even worse. Now he's just. Mm. Now he's not even a. Now there's nothing to root for there. The chat was was all over that knuckle injury that he was dealing with. You know? Well, so <laughs> you ever dealt with our injured knuckle? <laughs> you know, Spitz. I'm sure if you have, it's nothing compared to Moose Kaya's knuckle. But yeah, no doubt. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's something with the name. The yeah, knuckle. yeah, I know. I'm that not was, going there. <laughs> yeah, um, but but the, I mean the thing is like getting getting. Okay, you look at you look at Taha and Gino, and those guys both have three titles, seven medals each, right? So it's it's hard to get two guys like that at 65 kilos just because of the nature of the weight. So yeah, don't it, even get Timmy Hans into this. Yeah, don't argument because he hates he hates heavyweights. He he's he said he said the fact that Lopez could be considered greatest of all time because he's a heavyweight is just preposterous. He went wow, he went that is a sizest if I ever. <laughs> but but the, but it but it is it is a sim- <laughs> like the weight class it, it like it is two guys it has been two guys for a couple quads and that's where you know for Gable to take him out is 
it's impressive, but it's almost impossible for there to be guys like that at 65. I am, though, going to leave Gable because you look at Taha, and he has literally never taken a loss that bad. Never. His worst loss in his career was 6-2. to two. Gable... Gable handed him an 8-0 loss. Like that for me is the is the data point that says like okay, I think we can say you know Gable pound for pound is is doing things that like no one is doing. Mm-hmm. And I'll also because of when the resume is limited, you have to use a little more imagination and like extrapolation because he's got such a small small resume, but what he's done in that little bit of time is like just brilliant brilliant so it's it's uh it's a close debate with all the all these guys um but yeah an amazing who would be the next guy in who's the next guy in the pound for pound that's mm. not olympic champion yes donnie kyle kyle frederick well kyle yes donnie's only lost uh, tt kyle just lost um to Cuddy, yeah. so i think no, no no kyle snyder oh kyle snyder frederick he has also taken more losses. He lost Otakadze. Yeah. Um, if you could just assess based on performance at, at Worlds and Olympics, then it's like Snyder. But yeah, if you're if you're factoring in all, I mean, he doesn't mind taking losses. That's fine. He yeah. he learns from those, and that's you know. And I think his losses sometimes like kind of get overstated, or like people always say he takes so many like. Weird losses. He doesn't really. He does do the occasional he'll take, you know. To, but he doesn't as much anymore. Um, well, he, he lost to Mohammedan yeah. last year. Sharifov at Worlds last year, which that kind of hurts him. The Mohammedan one was like, okay, wow, this is a new a new feel. He'll get this. The, the Sharifov one was the one for me. It's like, what is happening? Like, you know, and, and that was at a World Championship. So, um, you know, yeah, I couldn't believe that. Um, I don't think it would happen again, personally. I don't either. So, yeah, I don't know. Who, who's the next best guy in there? I, I mean, Yazdani is, he might be for me. Plus, he won 74 in 2016. Yeah. With Burroughs in the bracket. Plus, he beat Pico. You can't forget about that. Dang it. 2010? I, remember, I couldn't believe <laughs> yeah. how he beat Pico. I was like, this guy ain't going to beat Pico. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my gosh. What the heck? This guy's a freak. Um, guy who won 74 at the Olympics and took silver... At the Olympics, at upper weight class is quite impressive. Who struck so much fear plus in one. the heart of Deepak Punya that he wouldn't even take the mat. Correct. Him. That is a wild one. <laughs> what's up? What's wrong with that guy? Get him out of here. Also, I'm the so, fact that Deep, so the fact that Deepak Punya made the finals kind of shows you the depth at eighty six. Depth, not deep. Um, well, Deepak. David wasn't there. Uh, I know. So that hurt. But Top I'm saying half. you take one one guy out and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. No doubt, not not the best way. But Shallow pack is yes. making the finals. Yeah. Deep pack score, <laughs> as I call them. Uh, all right, so where do we want to go next? Is it, we should maybe we should get some questions in. There's, it's there's, already almost nine thirty. It's almost nine thirty. There's probably tacos here. I should send one of you guys out to to harvest a couple sausage and eggs. Because it's all sa- about the bacon and egg. These savages. Come in here on Wednesdays only and start scooping them up. Yeah, I don't see you here on Monday when there's no free tacos. Uh, Tuesday you roll up around lunchtime for free lunch. <laughs> oh, but everyone's a bunch of early birds on Taco Wednesday. Okay. Early bird gets the taco. You know what they say? They say that. We're, no one's earlier than us. <laughs> we're here. We're the alarm boys. We're grind boys. Yeah, we're grinding. I don't know about grind boys. <laughs> yeah, grind boys. Not I don't know. Well, I'm not going to keep that one in the rotation. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> you can use it. I'm not uh, JDKGB. Um, trademarked. Trademarked. Okay. Did you get some questions in there from uh, the... Uh, yeah, they're in the doc. Okay, cool. All right. Um, Stringer's burner phone. Shout out Stringer Bell. RIP. This year's women's freestyle team, the best representation of our sport at... Uh, sorry. It's kind of weird. This weird. The best representation of our sport ever. In their interviews, uh, the ladies were all well-spoken, grateful for the opportunity, and seemed to realize that their role in promotion of sport was the bigger cause. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Coach Steiner talked about this, uh, about how how huge it was for, for women's wrestling, not just that they had this success, but then that so many people got to see and were exposed to what um, wonderful representatives they were. To, for Adeline Gray to handle you know Olympic finals loss with the dignity and the attitude that she had. For Tamara Mitzestock, everyone saw how she just caught on like wildfire just to mm-hmm. to be exposed. Like who like what is this sport? Who are these women and how like it's just uh, you don't you don't encounter that, right? Sarah and and even Kayla in, in defeat and Helen um, it, it is it is a huge thing because not only do they represent themselves tremendously, but then how well they wrestled. I mean, four medals is is amazing and an incredible accomplishment. And the and uh, you know it's it's the best performance I think we've ever had. Not just at the Olympics, but I think even for like a World Championships, four medals and, and a, a gold and a silver, and it's just uh, it, it was an incredible incredible performance by by the ladies and definitely put us further on the map and really shown the sport in a light that's that couldn't be more glowing we often talk about what a nebulous idea it is to say grow the sport like what does that mean i don't know but you know in like eight years ago what we needed to do was get the rule set right you know mm-hmm. so that it's more watchable more more interesting we got that right and then the thing that burroughs said about tamira like you want to grow your you know you want to grow your following win mm-hmm. i mean that's that's what as a as wrestlers as a wrestling community and, and especially in the U.S., it's like you want to grow the sport. You want people to pay attention, win, right? Like people – nobody nobody can stop – everyone's talking about Gable. Like the guy shows up everywhere. The guy has become like a mainstream person that, you know, that you're going to see everywhere. Tamira, I mean she's she is uh, – She's grown like crazy, and the women's team especially, like, this was a sport that, that I remember, I don't know, th- two or three Olympics ago, people like saying, like, wait, that that's an Olympic sport? Like, yeah. women's wrestling? It's like, yeah, not only is it is an Olympic sport, but, but we've got great representatives on the mat, off the mat, and I think because of this, people are way more likely to tune in for the world championships. We've got built-in stars, built-in storylines that we didn't have before, and, uh, and if that happens, and if people are more and more, like, paying attention to what's happening in international wrestling, that's going to be massive. And that's the crazy thing about the Olympics is it's every four, or in this case, five years, you get a chance to showcase your sport or you can, you know, just kind of be in the back and remain sort of obscure, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all tied to winning, yeah. right? If, the, if, we, if we get blanked at, world, at the Olympics, people just watch their interviews on flow. Right, and that's pretty much it. That's where it stops. But they win, and to Burrow's point, yeah, that's when you get the the further exposure, the national exposure that we're trying to give them. But you know, our 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 voice only extends to wrestling fans. This extends to moms and dads just sitting at home watching, like, 
wow, I should get my daughter into this. And there was another question. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not sure who asked it, but they asked about the state of wrestling overall yeah. now versus after Rio in 2016. And I think it's in a, a better place. A large part of that is because of how much women's wrestling has grown. And uh, to, like, just how it is, um, America, the better America does, like, at a sport, a lot of times the better it is overall because of, you know, how many Americans tune into the Olympics and stuff like that. And when American women are winning four medals versus one or two, um, and they have multiple in gold medal matches. It's it's tremendous. Yeah, it, it is big. And the the state of international. I mean, think about what happened in Rio in 2016. I mean, that was that was reprehensible, right? What we saw, and now, you know, we saw a very fair Olympic Games. Um, we saw amazing wrestling. We saw America do well. That you're right, JD. That is that is a that is a component, right? And um, I think I don't know if I can if I have the breadth of knowledge from the entire history of the sport to say this is the healthiest wrestling's ever been, but I believe it is. I believe it is. It's um, the healthiest it's been in my short lifetime. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, which, which you know, who knows how old you even were when Jordan Burroughs was winning his first title? I don't even want to <laughs> know. You know, considering you were watching, you know, you know, Nickelodeon between Jordan Burroughs matches, I don't know. How much credence we should give, but you know what? You know your stuff about wrestling. So let's let you go. This, this is gonna take a while for me to shake, JD. <laughs> just, just so you know, you know. Um. <laughs> Anywho, but yeah, I think I think we're in a super healthy spot. It's it's amazing. Uh, little Spidey boy says Gable would bulldoze Sajaliyev. In my opinion, ooh, what do you take, bulldozer or tank? Well, see, that's not fair because. Bull, he's not a he's not really a tank, but a tank would beat a bulldozer. I mean, it has ammunition. It's got, it literally <laughs> has a gun that blows up basically anything. Right, um, good point. So we'll just take it to the listen. Gable's too big. Yes, he's too big, and he. Uh, I think the style. Listen, uh, Kyle needs to go under Sajulayev probably to win. He's got to find find a way to score. That way, Gable doesn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Gable doesn't have to attack the legs. Gable's not going to get pu- pushed around like that. Gable might get gutted. Uh, yeah. We would need to not get under him. But even then, it's like, really? 213-pound guy's going to gut Gable? I don't know. I mean, th- this is not a – I'm not just giving him that. I say it's an option. I'm not ruling it out. But um, I-, I think I think 250-pound Gable – I think he's a better athlete than Sajalayev, yeah. which there's not many people. I don't think I don't think there's any better athlete at 97. Maybe, maybe Jaden. Maybe Jaden, right? Maybe Jaden's a better athlete, um, and it's a maybe because this dude. I mean, you get a the fluency and the fluidity in which Sajalayev just stepped in on that low single and just like muscle memory went to that chest lock. I was like, oh my! How are you just like yeah. that? How is it that ingrained in you? This is what you do. Um, so I, I, I just give him a lot of credit. And he's one of those rare. That's why Sajalai is one of the greatest to ever do it. He's a rare combination of 
He's got the grit that he can win some tough matches. He's got the incredible positioning and defense where you basically can't score on. But he also has this kind of freaky athleticism where think about the, like the cartwheels we've seen him do. He can do some wild freaking stuff when he has to. The thing is, it's very rare that he gets put in the position where he has to do these things. But the time sometimes comes and he does it. I think the real uh, argument or conversation is how cuz I don't think he can be Gable. I don't think there are too many people outside of Tadiev um that think he could do that. But could he, how high could could he get fifth at heavyweight? Yeah, he'd be top 5. If he if he said We saw him go 86 to 97 can we see him? But 125 is just a huge. Yes. 30 kilos? That's just like, that's insane. Uh, I don't know, man, because watching Gable was like the smallest dude in the field almost. Yeah. He yeah. might have been the smallest dude in the field. And think how much bigger he would be than Sajalayev. So think about Taha and Gino versus, I don't know. It, it just be, it would be really tough. Um, because Sajalive needs that power advantage, I think. He has a lot of other skills, but I think he is a freak from a power perspective. What he Absolutely. did to Kyle? Hmm. Which that, it makes it even more crazy that it came up from 86. Yeah, he was big at he was big he out was the big gate 86. for 86. Everyone knew when he won at 14, it was like he wants to go up right now. Because I remember he was talking with Herbert. Herbert was like, yeah, he wants to go up. He doesn't want to stay down there. He's too big. And they made him stay through the Olympics so that they could have their best team. Had to get Boltakayev in there. You're not going <laughs> to not get Boltakayev in the lineup. Oh, nap, uh, nap, nappy Boltakayev. But he's not necessarily a big 97. Even now that he's grow, he's grown into it, he's a full 97, but he's not a big 97. He's still, yeah, he's not a yeah. big, but he's not the biggest one. He's still probably the strongest one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, funny, we had a Boltakayev in, in this year's uh, Olympic field. It was Mohammedian. Yeah. Everyone, everyone uh, started getting high on him. And yeah. then I, 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 so I got freaked out when he beat Kyle, and then I kept watching. Him. I was like, not he was not even like on my radar at that point. I was like, this guy not gonna be Kyle again. He has no confidence. It's just one freak thing, freak moment. Um, so, anyways, I can't wait to see who the next bull to Kyle is because they're they're always fun. Um, okay. Man, there's so many good questions. Uh, I'm not deleting these. We're, we're moving them on until we run out of them. Okay, from Blast Wrestling. Does anyone truly understand what constitutes a wrestler being placed on the shot clock? Seems capricious and inconsistent. I think Blast Wrestling is an attorney. Um, uh, I would say in general, you kind of know the behaviors that get put on the clock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not controlling center, you're probably going to get put on the clock. Um, it was, I know it makes it tough to say that after Kyle got put on the clock, but watching the entire tournament, yeah. that's how they were calling it. it. That was just one moment where it was, you know, I would say two things, two things that can make it hard to predict. One is if you have a match where guys are trading control of center, which does happen, like yes. where the hand fight is in the center and, and one guy, you know, it, back is a little bit towards and then he hand fights back like those it's almost impossible to predict you don't see them that often though usually there's one guy who's figuring it out the other thing that i would say made it a little bit hard to tell this olympics is their camera angles are so tight 
that it was a lot of times really hard to figure. It was hard to see who was like controlling center, who wasn't, and they were they were really like you know they were going all in on mm-hmm. these like little you know interesting you know camera angles and whatever. So it's like. All right, now we're shooting like ground up. It's hard to tell where they are in the mat, and and they're super zoomed in, and it was just kind of like you know. So that made it a little bit harder on this at this particular event. But in general, there's usually one guy who takes over the center of the mat. Um, and when when they do you know flip flop control of center, uh, whoever is controlling center at the ninety second mark, yeah, will generally get the benefit of the doubt yep. at that time because that's when they have to put somebody on so the thing that's yeah. frustrating for for american wrestling fans i think is when you know you see uh i mean like for example david you know he shot a couple times early but he wasn't controlling center and yeah. it's like and then it's like david's on the clock well that's how it's going to be that's one thing where i wish they would i wish they would reevaluate that policy where it's like it's not just about the control if you're taking the attacks like here's here's why i it. actually i was like that and now i'm like you know what I like it controlling center because that is like much more tangible than an, a committed attack. Yeah. Because all right, yeah, we've seen it. Like oh, okay, you see it in folk style, right? Guys trying to all right. I haven't shot for the entire match, and now there's 40 seconds to go. Let me just level change and like swipe at legs and to get a call. It's like no, you didn't really commit. So I that's one area I'm kind of like well no control center. That's a that's a real thing that's tangible and if it's a big difference and like if there's a large shot output yes you you will occasionally yes. see it if you know one guy's controlling center but one guy you know has taken six actual shots getting to legs shots yes you, you will you will see it yeah so it's not unheard of but for the most part it is control center yeah it, it's i i can get why you say it is inconsistent because there are moments where it doesn't align with what we're describing but i would say to me consistency is 85 90 percent of the time yeah. is this how they do it yes that's how they do it um and that's and that's too much to the chagrin of american wrestling fans with helen's match but that's how they that was aligned with how they say they call it yes with, with helen's helen's loss which i hope she gets i hope she comes back she's not commit but i would love to see that match again because i think she could do it i think they were totally stunned that um her his, her opponent didn't shoot at all Kawhi. i think they really thought she was going to attack more, and they were way too. They, Japan was way more respectful of Helen than they anticipated, and mm-hmm. they thought, "Okay, we'll get some counter stuff." Because Helen's as great as her offense is, her counter defense is like maybe her best thing. Yeah, it just didn't come. Uh, okay, and this is a three-part question uh, from Blast Wrestling: Has David Taylor now won every big tournament possible since youth? He did not win University Worlds. He lost to Sargush, I believe. One of my favorite students ever, Dennis Sargouche. Um, <laughs> Dude, how about that? When Sargouche just rolled up at universities after having been at Senior Worlds for like several multiple years. times. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a weird one. Uh, yeah, he's won everything. I mean. But I think besides that, even if he has lost, he has later won. Or let, ha- let me rattle it off. I mean, started young. He was winning all the roller stuff. He was yeah. like a legend then. Four Ironman titles. Four Ohio State tournament titles. Super 32 title. But at that point in high school, that was pretty never much won PA it. State though. So he never won PA States, <laughs> um, NCAA titles, um, world title, Olympic title. That's a pretty solid resume. Yeah, he's he's won it all. Uregan title. Yeah, Uregan. Mm-hmm. Southern Scuffle. Southern oh, yeah. Scuffle title. <laughs> That's a pretty good tournament. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, and question three. This guy, hey, three great questions, so we'll ask them all. Plus or minus at eight on how many leg attack takedowns Sagalive has given up in his senior career. It's mm. over just because of the number Ooh, of matches. I was going to say under. No, I think it's over. Leg attack takedowns. Uh, leg attack takedowns, yes. not like go behind takedowns, or just it says leg attack. Takedowns. Or not him trying to, you know, trying to throw and then he okay, whoops, got to caught. I leg don't think he's giving okay, up. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Snyder got one. Snyder got one. That's that's. Uh, well, how many did he, did he, he get in 2017? If you include 2017, well, he, he got one this year. He got, he one, got, he got one, one this year. There's one. Um, and he had how many? In tw- he had one or two in 2017. You got to remember, this guy doesn't wrestle much at all. Yeah. First of all, yeah. Look at, I mean, how many points? I would love to just go back. His career's been so long, though. Like, since 2014. But he he blanked Worlds on a couple of occasions. Uh, He only goes to Nationals. Sometimes he doesn't even have to wrestle at Nationals. I bet if we go back and look through it, it's around, I bet it's less than 10. Like attack takedowns. That's a good line. I think this number is great, and I'm taking the under. Yeah. I might take the under, too. no, No, it's not points. Eight different leg attack takedowns? Yeah. I don't think we've seen that. Yeah, probably, I'm now convinced it's under. Yeah, it probably hasn't happened. I would bet JD's life on it. That's how that's how <laughs> serious I am about it. Yeah, let's see if eight to seven at one point. I yeah, don't remember that, was that a match. Weird one. So that was Russian Nationals twenty seven. Yeah, leg attack thing is the because if it's if it's total takedowns, I might take the over. Yeah. But leg attack takedowns. Last question from a jazz legend. And I can't believe Roy Donk spends time asking us questions. Um, he was freaky on that on that trumpet. But mm-hmm. do you think Yazdani was planning on Taylor hitting a single? It looked like he was expecting a single and was going into a split position. But when the double came, he was caught. Uh, no way he was anticipating a blast double. Who in the world was anticipating a double? Not even David. David said it in his interview. He's like, I don't know. It's just kind of reactionary. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I mean, it's not like David's like, it's not like I've never done that before. But yeah, I'd. You probably don't think that's the move I'm going to hit, but, I mean, it was just there. And, no, I don't think Yazdani was expecting that at all. Um, I think that's why it worked. So, I mean, it looked like – that looked like how Burroughs was running through people. It was like – just like you just get – you just get – you just collapse underneath it. And no way he saw it coming. And I think I – I guess the Iranian coach is getting fired for – their Olympic performance. Oh, but yeah. Like, if he, you go and look at it. going to be imprisoned. But to me, to me, I'm like, dude, that guy had the game plan. And his guy just didn't execute it the last 15 seconds. That was a, was a great game plan. They had two game plans that were super. Now, if, if Yazdani had wrestled with the same tactics he, tactics he had in the previous two meetings, I would say, okay, that's, mal, that's coaching malpractice, and that's bad. Uh, but... They had the right game plan. He just couldn't execute six minutes of it. Um, Sad Yaznani was prepared. Just he just didn't execute. That, in my opinion, that's that's how I read that. And no, I don't think he expected the the double leg. But that's as prepared as I think you can be for for David Taylor Absolutely. for Yaznani. So um, it was similar to like Gilman. He wrestled a darn near perfect match. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't quite. To, yep. Just that last little thing. Last one. Last, last one. <laughs> Corellin or Lopez for Greco Supremacy? Mihan, baby. Yeah, give me Lopez. Mihan. Listen, one had three, the other had four. He didn't get Ruland. This guy got it done. He's 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 kept Kyle uh, off. To off play the- to play devil's advocate, the way Carolyn lost to uh, uh, Ruland, it's like atrocious. Now, looking back, 
it is atrocious. He still lost. But why didn't he score any points? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like the way that he lost is atrocious, but the way that Lopez won was so dominant. It's like no one can score on this guy. It's just impossible. Although, you know, without the the benefit of force parterre, you know, who yeah. knows? Who knows what Corellin would have been like in this rule Except set in twenty fifteen? Do we count this? That, no, for sure. I mean, twenty fifteen <laughs> was hey, the man got paid. You know, good for him. Yeah, he came back wearing some gold watches. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a weird one, but you know, it's not the first time that it happened either. Twenty eleven. Yeah, twenty eleven was the most obvious <laughs> one. Twenty sixteen, this the celebration dance kind of said it all. Oh yeah, that's true. That's what that's, that's what a real left pregnant. Just being in the room for that one. Um, all right, we better go. Um, Got that whole stadium pregnant. Yeah. So it was, yeah. Anyways, um, pregnancy. Hey, thank you guys so much for for tuning in for listening. Fun show. Ben might be back tomorrow if he's not too jet-wagged from his flight to California. <laughs> I'll get some shut-eye, Ben. Um, Sleepy Ben might be back, should be back. We can talk a little bit more. What's going on? Is there any, any cool content you guys working on? Anything checking in? Anything cool coming more today? More Who's Number One announcements Ooh. coming. So Who's Number One announcements coming. Get, uh, keep, keep it locked on the site for Junior Worlds content. We've got yep. Junior Worlds going down oh gosh. next week. Um, so Team USA going to try to keep it rolling, right? The, the cadet team was awesome. The Olympic mm-hmm. team was great. Junior team ready to rock. Let's ride this wave. Let's ride it. Let's ride it all the way in. Uh, thanks, boys. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. See you tomorrow. Have a good Wednesday. Taco time. We out. Better be some sausage.